0: To dial up Trooping Balls FM for our Album of the Year episode. Yeah. I'm the Doc and this is Bezo giving you a long block of non-stop rock to hit yourself in the cock.
1: Is this your anti Triple J protest?
0: I don't need to protest Triple J because they gave us Double J and it pointed out to us by God, it's pathetic expecting Triple J just to follow your own fucking yeah. demographic requirements and not, you know, move with the. With the interests of children,
1: I can't see us having too much crossover with, uh, with
0: the with Hottest uh, One Hundred. Well, I mean, we uh, we we recorded last week. We recorded during the Hottest One Hundred, um, and there were bits and pieces that, that were stuff that we'd listened to. I think we had reasonable crossover. Although, although I think we noticed we hadn't listened to a lot of Australian albums last year. No. Um, whereas, if I look at I look at my top five from last year, I mean, arguably. Arguably one and three, I mean, AC/DC are you know an international act now, but you know they it was a, they were an Australian band uh, by origin, and and the Chats were my number three album, and, and you had hash um, Hashbush Synergy at three, so you I mean we, we were listening to more uh, Australian music back then. Having said that, not a lot of that is Triple J music, uh, apart from the Chats, perhaps.
1: And the chats are sort of triple J music because they're local, not because of the style of music. I feel.
0: Yes and no. I think there's still an. I think there's still a punk rock sh- um, audience, and there is. I mean, the hottest one hundred did have, you know, bits and pieces of like skegs and. Um, I don't know if DZ Ray's made the list or not, but you know they, were, they were, you know those kinds of rat bag uh, pub punk acts do, you know. Are kind of there or thereabouts. I mean, June rats and things like that. I mean, they, they do. They do. They do appear. They don't. They don't appear to be as popular. But I mean, I think that's got less to do with you know the kids, the kids these days, yada yada yada, and more to the fact that the base has grown so much that it's a much poppier profile of what rises to the top in a um you know a popularity vote. I'm sure if if Triple J's base was as big in 1998 as it is now then that, that, you know, the stuff that, that vote, got voted number one would have been different. Even if you look at the stuff that did get voted to number, you know, up the top of the um, the Hottest 100 in the late 90s and early aughts, it tended to be at the poppier end of the spectrum anyway. It was the powder finger ballads. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't the interesting shit.
1: Yeah, so I just had to flick through. One of my top five artists is in the Hottest 100 and it's right down the back end. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's like I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just, uh, like, I, I guess my point more is, fuck, there is a lot of music out there.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> if if people can vote for a whole bunch of different stuff than the stuff that we find interesting in the hottest 100, and yet we still find 10 albums that are, because uh, I firmly believe this is the year we will have a zero crossover. Um, I could be wrong. It's but, been done before. Uh,
0: no, twenty nineteen. Actually, the last two years we've had zero crossover. Yeah. Although, having said mm. that, um, that's only because um, in twenty nineteen I couldn't. Uh, I think I had uh, Little Sims at six, so it wasn't quite in my top five.
1: Yes. All right. Shall we get going? Let's 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 chop in. Do you want to go first?
0: No, you go first, is you.
1: Well, speaking of Little Sims, I, I can't have it higher than five. I don't. I think this is a really flawed album, but I still think the high points are really fucking good. I, I actually it still seems, isn't it? I mean, I kind of, I,
0: I, yeah. I, I kind of figured it, it. It should be in your list, even though it's it's a, a flawed it's and, so, and it's indulgent so flawed. version of, of, of her art. It's still and it, and it has been kind of inflowed up to hell. Um, it's it's still it still seems.
1: Point and Kill might be my second favorite Sims song after Offense. It's just such a like the flow on it and the even the beat like the beat every, just everything about it like um, my one of my twins just loves this song, just requests it all the time. He's constantly asking for it on on Google. Just, it just just the beat is really good, and and there's like there's five really good tracks and there's a couple of okay tracks but it's just the low points like all the interludes like yeah. I know she I know she likes the concept she's done like she's done Simsy in Wonderland before it's not like you know having a theme and having a concept is a is a new thing for her that's something that she does i just don't think it pulled it off i actually think if she'd gone for my sort of jokey idea uh, when we reviewed this album of of you know going full bond and making this like a bond adventure and and giving it a little bit more, that or leaning right into the the, the feminist aspect of it. Like, if you go in introvert and woman you, and two worlds apart, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be like a real girl power. Um, but it doesn't really hold that line. Like, it, yeah, it, the, the, the 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 concept part of it, that there's no like, Simsy in Wonderland. The concept of it is very clear, and even. Even the last album, the concept of it is very clear. you know she's you know she's out there and she's angry and she's gonna get in your face like that that's the, the sort of concept of of the last album. This one was not that clear to me what she was trying to do.
0: Um, well, uh, it, it was a it was self-analysis, you know and I remember when we reviewed it, I, I put forward the idea that I feel like I should have charged her therapist rates because it For was listening. it was yeah. very clearly we were we were the the audience were the um were being asked to um you know sit in on on her kind of wrestling with all the shit that she had uh that she'd built up uh, across the course but, of but the he, last but I you know. think
1: she did that even better in the last album like that that song about going to therapy in the last album is better than anything about
0: That's because it punched album. hard and that's the yeah. thing that's that's the reason I, that's the biggest problem I had with this album is that that is that 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 fucking kick ass, you know, kicking ass and taking names rapper was was kind of gone except for one track, uh, and I understand why. And, and the reason why is, you know, gestures in the direction of, of all of the therapy. Clearly, she's not in a, in a mental space to be that to be the, mm. you know, the kick ass rapper from offense. And well, from, uh, and
1: that from, and that's why know. I like point and kill because you know. Yeah. If I want it, it's mine. It is like is the perfect sort of Sims lyric. It's like, well fuck you. If I want it, I'm gonna do it. It's like you know, more of that please. Um But yeah, the the, the skits can like, th- this is where a producer needed to step in and say, hey, some of these interludes and some of the spoken word stuff. But the producer sounds-
0: is the problem, Beezo. No, we've I had this discussion. Know. It's a Salt album that Sims happened to be in front of. That's the other thing yeah. that annoys me is that we've, we've, we've listened to a couple of Salt albums, S-A-U-L-T, folks, um, and they are incredibly self-indulgent and they are incredibly punishing with their um, performative Fucking progressiveness! they just really. You come away from them thinking, "Fuck!" You know, I, I might have started out with the, you know, being broadly in agreement of the political views that are expressed by this artist, but um, after all that, I think I'd rather, you know, no fuck equality, you know, <laughs> fuck all of it. The
1: the other the other thing that I really liked is that you know a whole heap of, it very inverted commas. I'm making the inverted commas thing here, which no one can see because we're not video, but um serious music people like fucking the love. Potential. You know, r- really, really push this album. I'm like, you guys are an album too late. Grey like if yeah. you're gonna get down on an on on an all time classic but- album. Grey Area is an all time fucking classic album. Uh and this one isn't. It's it's okay. It's 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 number five, but it's not it's not an all time classic.
0: Agree. It's not in my top five. Yeah. It's not it wasn't okay. in my top twenty. What is what is your number five, Doc? My number five, um, basically rehashing something I did last last year is my number five. Is what I feel like is the sequel to Andy Cooper's "Listened." Andy Cooper's mm. Hard Off the Chopping Block."
1: Good album in, in my top. In my in my, it, he's uh, just
0: done more of more of the same, and more of the same is good.
1: But both the Andy Coopers were in my own overall mentions. I think this one. I agree with you. I think this one works better than his collaboration one, which I can't get the.
0: You can't get that. But my name's my name's MC Scat Cannon. I'm here to say can um, <laughs>
1: I can't get it out of my head. I listened to that. Swift and slide and playing
0: it cool with my homegirl Paula Abdul. Uh,
1: uh, I, I I can't get that out of my head. It's really bad. You know
0: what I wish I could too, because otherwise it was it was a really good album. You know, it was like <laughs> yeah. this really cool kind of, you know electronic assault, kind of fun, confused shit, but you know and then suddenly he bursts through the wall like the Kool-Aid man and he goes, Hey, it's Andy Cooper and I'm here to see him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but he's better.
0: He's so much better just doing his own shit um, in terms of his, his own rapping. You know, it, it seems to work a lot better. And and I really like Listen. It was, you know, obviously it was number five album of last year. It was one of my favorite albums. And I just kept coming back to this one and saying, this is, you know, I don't think this is worse than Listen. You know, it's it might not be better than Listen, but um, it kind of occupies the same space uh, in the. The ecosystem of the year, and uh, and for me it really works, and it's got an interesting blend of, um, you know, tracks where he goes fucking, he has that kind of machine gun, uh, kind of rat a tat delivery, but he's also got some much more kind of mellow ones, uh, some fun bangers, uh, a few tracks that you know could be the theme song for a black exploitation movie that never got made. So yeah, I, I still uh, think, yeah, it's, I still uh, think it's
1: he needs. Fun. Needs uh, another rapid bounce off. I think he's such he's well, such yeah, a. I
0: mean, that's because you're used to him, you know. Yeah, like, with Ugly ducks.
1: Yeah, I, I'd like actually. I'd love to see him with Abs. Him and Abs would be interesting because because Abs is a bit more of a drawly. Like he's not slow, but he's he's not quite as ratatat as as Andy Cooper is. That that would be a. a and they've actually I think they've done songs before together. Yeah, somewhere. So, um, and they're definitely in the same, you know, in that West Coast hip hop sort of space. Even though Abs is Canadian, but that they're in that same sort of um, yeah. And people under the with them, so. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, it's, it's more
0: kind of it's it's more that kind of golden era West Coast hip hop that they're that they're referencing. Yes. Off. Yep. So it's it's a stylistic thing rather than a, It's a little bit like West Coast, yeah, than a location. OPA, thing, you know, yeah. you, but not all of it has to come from Portland. You know, not all the hops come from fucking Washington State.
1: <laughs> uh, good pick. I like that one. That was that was in my honourable yeah. mentions. That
0: one. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll we'll talk to we'll have we traditionally do honourable mentions either just before we do our number ones or just after, depending yeah. on how much uh, whether we're trying to drum up dramatic tension.
1: Like as, as per usual, I have no idea what your number one's going to be. I, ne- I never do. I have no idea what your top five is going to be. Um and you've normally got a better handle of what my, you know, because I'm transparent as a piece of glass, uh, of what my number one is going to be. But I'll be fascinated to see whether you can pick it this year. Um, I don't feel th-
0: like I do. All, all I really felt was that I was that I thought Sims would probably Sims would be likely to be either number one because you'd somehow come to terms with it, or it would be exactly where you've picked it, which is you know f- fifth. So yeah,
1: I, I really didn't. I really had thought. Like, for the last two two or three months, I was like, that Sims album is not making my top five. It's too flawed. And then I listened to all the other albums that I had in my, like, around five to ten, and I'm like, all of these albums are flawed. All of these albums have so- Yeah, I have to
0: admit that all of the albums, there's a lot of albums, and I think, I think what I'm going to end up uh, sort of making the point at some stage is that these aren't the best albums of the year. Were well, they my no. favourite albums of the year? No, they're, the favorite, the yep. they're the ones I enjoyed the most. They're the ones that yes. that stuck with me. That you know, they, they might not necessarily be a, a, an album of joy. You know, they might not necessarily yeah. be, you know, an album just of, of fucking summery bangers. But, but, but they're the ones that stuck with me. The ones that wormed in and, and kind of that I kept going back to, and I wanted to play again and again.
1: Funnily enough, as we've got more and more sober doing this podcast uh, as the years have gone on, we've gone less music critic style for these top fives and more look this is just what we fucking like listening to and you know like you can critically pan it or promote it or do whatever you like but uh this is just stuff that makes us fucking in you know have a good time listening to it and that's where that's where we've sort of settled so um so my number four is ronin one or ronin i ronin one Ronan eye By Uncle Uh, It's an Uncle album But The thing I like About Uncle albums Is that he Seems to build The songs Into A coherent Mood And I was thinking About that um, That uh, Crystal Method album You know that, That night You know Night out Night on the way home Album that we did A couple of years ago And how it sort of Had a really good concept But struggled With the execution And the thing I find about Uncle is, even when it's not... Like, he he can do some amazing stuff, and I don't think this is one of the best Uncle albums, but it's just so solidly put together. Like, it's... When the drops come, it's like, oh, fuck yeah. You know, I was listening to this last night on headphones. I was like, when the drops come, it just... It just hits me. It really does. I, I understand it's not something that would sit in the... You know, front space of someone's brains a lot because it's a very, it's very atmospheric. It's very moody. It's very, it's a very mood and feel album rather than a lyrical album or a or a, a riff album or a, you know a melody album. It, it's more mood and space and and flow. But I just, I just as an album from start to finish, I just find it exceptionally well put together and it was such a good time listening to this on headphones last night um i think it's an exceptionally well put together you know piece of music from start to finish not you know i don't know whether it's got the bangers that some of his earlier albums have where you would put it on a playlist i don't don't know whether there's a song on this that i would put on a playlist as fuck this is you know this has just got this little melody that i you know want to listen to all the time yeah it,
0: it doesn't work as individual tracks but that's the kind of the no, point of the album and th- that's kind so, of the yeah. inverse of that that sims album was obviously conceived to be an album but but, but all the institutional and all the self-indulgence makes it work less well as an album because you're constantly taken out of the moment that you're supposed to be in
1: yeah and and th- like this is something that i haven't really listened to ever as a couple of tracks. I've never put any of the tracks on any of my mixed playlists. It's like if I'm going to listen to it, I start it and I'll listen to the whole thing. Um, and I think that's, that's a really good rep for it. Like if you're willing to commit to I'm going to start this and listen to the whole thing or listen to a fair chunk of this thing every single time I listen to it, I think that's a, a pretty good rep for it being a great album uh, uh, rather than, you know, some some bangers put together. So. That, that's where I ended up as my number four.
0: My number four is not anything like Ro one <laughs> It is it does have a number in it it is uh, Bronx 6 by uh, the Bronx LA hardcore punk act. Um, and, and I suppose one trend I've had with when I've looked at, at sort of I've got um, I've had albums of a top specimen that have come from a particular genre of, of the loud guitar music. Uh, they have to be more than just a genre piece, and this is more than just a hardcore punk album. It it it, it goes into you know there's elements of all kinds of fun stuff and interesting stuff. Um, it's a much more uh, interesting and compelling, well stitched together piece of work than uh, than than their last couple of albums. Uh, and I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the fuck out of it. It's um it's just it's a, it's a no excuses album of of the rock and or roll but uh it, it works really well in that in that context.
1: i think this is one of the albums uh i've got a like a sort of subgroup of albums where I, I i put it on and i go oh this is not for me and then 10 seconds later i'm like oh the is gonna love this one <laughs> this, this is right in his wheelhouse um and and quite often I have a lot of fun with those albums, but they don't stick in my brain. Like they
0: don't persist. They,
1: they, yeah, they don't persist. But um, and, and I think that's a, a a big theme for this year. There was a lot of albums that I had a lot of fun listening to that didn't stick in my brain. Uh, you know, I was just I, I did a really brief. You know, g- give me the first ten seconds of of the first five tracks of this album. You know, to try and see if it stimulated anything in my brain. A lot of the times, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that," but like that—that that wasn't something that I can remember having. You know, super positive feelings about. Um, I, I don't need to go back and re-listen to this in full. Uh, so there was a lot of so albums. So what was that your I,
0: process with? So you went back... Did you go back and listen to most of the album? I've got a
1: long list. Like, I've got a long mm. list of stuff that I tag as I go. But then I also go back and sort of flick through either whatever Spotify says is the top tracks or...
0: You believe their dog? misinformation? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, all right. My number three. Look my number 3 is tomahawk tonic immobility um mike patton still still fucking really good like just just go and start this album and the like that little Foreboding, uh, moody. The way and you the- did that, it,
0: made, it sounded like the intro to "Take on Me" by uh-huh.
1: Aha. <laughs> 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 it's nowhere near as friendly. Like, there's, there's just this little bit of edginess. To I'd like everything.
0: to hear Mike Patton do "Take on Me." Oh, that would take fun. on me.
1: Now, the thing about this album is. The top of his range is not quite there in this album. His growl, his lower range, his menace, his uh, sort of moodiness in that sort of bottom to mid-range is there. But his soaring, uh, like, top howl, it's not quite there in this album. But the weirdness, the, the patternness of this is just through and through. Like, please, Mike... Make another sex album. I know you're a sex maniac. Just make another sex album. That would be great. But if I can't have that, this is the next what best thing. What do you thing. need this that is... for? <laughs> this is pattern weirdness distilled down perfectly. Uh, I love the... Just the, the the way that they use the... Mu- well, I don't know if it's him or who he collaborates with, but the way that they match the, the mood of the music to be as weird as what his character is. I don't know whether he is actually that weird. I, I guess he is, but... Um, he drinks his
0: own piss, pizza is that weird. <laughs> but,
1: uh, like, I sort of... I, I, I tagged this and I was like, oh, yeah, th- this might, you know, this might be in my... It, it, I, I sort of had thought that it was it would be a a highly commended and when I went back and listened to it on headphones, I was like, oh, no, th- this is fucking awesome. The, this is just... It's a ripper of an album from start to finish. Like, it really uh, is out there. And f- like, for a guy, like how much how much music has he done in his life to be this creative at this stage is like really impressive. Uh, it's also
0: not uh, no, not just him too. I mean, he does have yeah, that's true a bit of help.
1: That's right. But but he finds um, those people to 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 keep pushing that weirdness along. I guess. Um And, and like oh, I, I said, this when we reviewed this album the first time, but I, I would have really liked to have seen Michael Hutchins go down a more patterned path. But I think In Excess was just too much of a pop sensation
0: I, for I him don't, to it. I don't think he had that in him. Like, I think yeah. he was Hutchins really enjoyed being a pop star, he really enjoyed mm. banging Kylie Minogue and, and um, <laughs> you know, Mrs. Geldof. And, you know, the, that was his go. That, you know, he absolutely loved the leather pants and the and the motorcycles and you know punching out paparazzi and stuff like that. That was that was absolutely his go. It's it Patton. He was never built to be Patton. Um, I think at the time when we reviewed this, we said if only this had been Sol Invictus, we yes. would have you know had a very very different view of of the of the kind of the yep. end of of uh, the, the late
1: career Patton, like. This, this, this is because this is
0: so much this is so much a better it would have been a better Faith No More album than than Sol yeah. uh, like and Yeah. And this as it has, is, it's an exceptionally good album.
1: This has some of the it, it's almost like Faith No More without the big crunching riffs. Like there, there is some riffs in it. Like there is some guitar. I know, it, but I it's like, this is
0: a this is a riff based album. This is a this is still a and this is probably more riff based than a lot of, you know, a lot of yeah. more self-indulgent Faith No More stuff. Yeah, predators anyway. and scavengers and tracks like that are, um, you know, straight up. It's probably a little bit too crunchy and shouty and 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 meddly than than, than than sort of what Faith and More. Faith and More love their prog a lot more. Um, yeah, this is a this is a, for me. This is a top twenty album. And and you know, I usually put out a list of of thirty albums a year that I'm like, yeah, you should listen to these because I like all these albums. Uh, obviously, if you cut it down to twenty, I really like all the albums that are in my top twenty, and uh, this was this was a top twenty album.
1: Yeah, th- th- this was one where I, I I came back to it about a month ago and and sort of uh, it, it expected to find the flaws in it, and instead of finding the flaws, I found more and more that I loved in it. It it, it just it really. I was like, "Fuck, this is fun to listen to." It's weird and it's twisted and it's pattern. It's just pattern. That's what it is, and it's fucking good. Go and listen to it. I, I sent. I sent this to about fifteen different people. Set, you know, when I was doing the reviewing part, oh, I was no. like,
0: "Did you Sims? Did you Simserate this album?" I did. I was like,
1: "Have you all, all listened all these, to all these this album?" You- this album's fucking awesome.
0: And they listen to anyway. it and go, "This is fucking weird shit." And it yeah, just that, wanders but- off and in, into a bizarre land in the middle, and then it, you know, it loses the plot at the end.
1: <laughs> mm. What's your number three? My
0: well, number three is an album that um, doesn't wander off and lose the plot at the end. It's an incredibly coherent modern rock album which pulls together a lot of the strands of, of a lot of old influences, you know, Beatles, Stones, and Zeppelin, and whatever else, but. Still managed to present it in a way that's it's incredibly fresh and quite interesting, and that is um, the Soul Loser's Ultra Electric. Uh, okay. She's to Belgium. Um, I just kept finding that it's the an album where it, it, I listen, like I like keep listening to and thinking, okay, this is this is not this is not a, a top three album. But every time a new track would pop up, I'm like, oh fuck, this track absolutely rips, and it's different to the one that came before. And they seem to bridge from, you know. Bangers to more kind of bluesy, wistful numbers to all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah, I just, I just couldn't find a way of not putting it where it ended up because they'd done such a good job of, of stitching together, um, stitching together their influences in a way that didn't show all the joints. I think if you're uh, if you're doing music and you're influenced by anybody that came before you, if you can do it in a way that doesn't make it incredibly obvious that you know yeah. where, where, where you. Crib the ideas. So, so is, that's actually. So cool. is this the
1: the, the anti wolf mother uh, theory? Like, like wolf mother? I suppose mother yeah, because the, um, the, the obvious. Yeah. Of, um, uh, you can
0: you, you can see the the photocopying uh, toner marks. <laughs> that's
1: right. <laughs> yeah. wolf mother as a band that puts their ass on the photocopier and presses print is uh, not a not a bad analogy really.
0: No, that seems to be the way he writes his, his, his bios. But um, yeah, um no, I haven't prepared as many things to say. It's, it's so, so, what the? Uh, and I noticed this last year when uh, when I did the music edit. I talk about my albums a lot less at a time, so my music drops well, shorter. I feel like I, I'm ripping think, myself think, off, So I might just need to no, pad think, so that we're getting up time for the track. I,
1: I think the problem is, is that I like you have a much wider appreciation of music than I do. And, and a lot of the stuff that you, well, to. I don't know, to, I seem
0: to be picking a lot of guitar bands.
1: But, but a lot of the stuff that you've listened to, I like. I have no like. My memory is terrible. It's like goldfish, right? Like I listen to it, I enjoy it in the moment, or I don't enjoy it in the moment, and then I forget it. Unless it's in that top ten to fifteen. And where we have the crossover, I think we, we have really good um, conversations about uh, the artists that we both love. But you've got a much better memory of the stuff that you don't necessarily have in your top twenty. Like you can remember the things that I like that you don't necessarily like, like Ronan. I remember what I hate really
0: well because.
1: <laughs> anyway, let's move on to my number two. Having yeah, said
0: that, I, don't, I didn't hate any of the eating the stuff that you've picked. Um, the Sevens was, was probably where- was certainly a better album than uh, than you know. It was probably a top third of the year album at least.
1: This album is where I thought we might have crossover, but I thought it would be at number five or four for you. So I very much doubt that it's in your top five. And that's uh, Jungles Loving in Stereo. Um, just a joyous album, and
0: it, it's a it's a good album. It, it, it's also in my top twenty. In fact, it's it and um, it and Joni are probably 920
1: and twenty. It's just,
0: as as you know, I can probably give you that full fucking numbered list if you need. Yeah.
1: The thing I like about this album is that they're starting to branch out. Like, they had this fairly new disco, new soul sort of vibe. But tracks like Romeo, where they get an MC in that's not in a falsetto and has slightly different beats, like, there's just enough difference here that it feels like they're evolving and.
0: Uh, It's it's not just BG's kind of vocals and yeah, that's that's, that's standard issue Studio Fifty Four kind of uh, progressions.
1: But the thing is, they can also write a fucking banger. Like, Keep Moving and Fire are just
0: great tracks
1: to listen to. I mean, I was very much thinking of Keep Moving when I was
0: saying that, and I was also thinking in the back of my head. But Keep Moving is a banger because it it literally makes you keep moving. Yes, that's right. It's and and like.
1: I find it funny because I keep every time I listen to it I'm like I say to Vanessa this is a lot like Hermitude's Speak of the Devil and she's like ah it's not as good as that I'm like it's pretty fucking good Um, but yeah I find that they had a little bit more movement a little bit more depth in this album Um, they're trying a few more things and uh, I think this is I probably think this is their second best album of their three Um, but I'm really happy that they're starting to branch out and explore that they're not just going to be you know banging out the same stuff all the time that they're going to try and do some different stuff because uh, you know that otherwise I think they'll sort of burn out a little bit I hope that they tour if touring is a thing next year because I think this would be an amazing band to see live Um, I think Ace, we could seen them possibly. live. Yes, that's yeah, maybe 2023. I think Ace has seen them live, and he he was uh, someone I know has seen them live when they they toured their first album. So they were fucking awesome. So uh, yeah, uh, th- th- and this the the last two albums I've got are firmly in that. This brings me joy, and this this album, like, it doesn't matter what mood I'm in, I can put this on, and it just lifts me up. It makes me happy. So that's where I'm at with this one. What's your number two?
0: My number two album of the year is a great big slab of Swedish motorhead called Scandinavian Thunder by The Proofers. Now, these guys were my number one album act of 2019. Uh, I don't think this is a – I think this might actually be, be a better album. Uh, which is not not to say they've dropped off. It's just that uh, um, I, I had I had greater affection for something else. But this is um, just overwhelmingly powerful and forceful, and um, you know the, the kind of uh, album that you, you want to stick your head inside the speaker stack. I completely love the hearing. It is the kind of music to get on a motorcycle and ride down a very long highway extremely quickly. The kind of music to uh, drink a lot of bourbon and start a fight.
1: So th- this was one of the, the ones they're
0: the kind of using just to do some fucking Viking shit too, basically.
1: This was one of the ones where in my you know ten seconds of the first five tracks, I was like, "Hi, oh yeah, I remember this one. This was a lot of fun." Yeah, didn't didn't quite sort of grab my brain, and I just don't think my brain's wired the same way that yours is for this sort of stuff. But fuck, this is this is a lot of. No, fun.
0: I, I have a, I have a, I really, I really, really, really love early motorheads one of my like the, the of the uh Ace of Spades album is you know done it as a classic, but it is absolutely one of my favourite albums in the world. Uh, and this this has such a feel I mean, they are influenced by a lot of a lot of sort of Swedish rock acts of the of the nineties, like helicopters and, and, and the hives and, and, and even you know across the border in Norway, you know, Turbo Negro and, and, and bands like that, but um, so much of this just feels like Motorhead and and you know early or um, early Scandinavian metal uh, and and that's just stuff that makes me you know really really uh, it's really in my my, my sweet spot it's stuff I really really enjoy um, so I make no fucking excuses for this this is um, ex- exactly the kind of space that, that my brain lives in and as as we've said as we've gone through this journey we we often end up finding. The albums that we like the most, not necessarily the quote unquote best. I mean if it was the the fucking you know, if it was the Critic's Darling Award, we'd be we'd all be picking Genesis or Wusu or something. Uh and all right, now your number we- one album of the year is Genesis or Wusu. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a, it's a good uh, album. It's a good album.
1: It's not bad. It's not my favourite. Uh, should we go through a few like sort of uh highly commended things that were interesting Absolutely
0: before before you before we drum roll for your number 1 of which I, I I genuinely I don't think I can figure out who it is what it is which is kind of cool
1: Um the the Alien Weaponry album I thought was very very technically competent I just didn't find it as engaging as the first album Um
0: Yeah same I actually don't have that in my that's in my that didn't make my top 10 Only just but um it was just, uh, what I felt that when I was listening back to it, it was the first, it was the only album on the long list I was listening back to and I just, you know, midway through I was just like, I'm not feeling this at all. I'm just not feeling, I'm not enjoying this. And I'm, I'm looking at the clock figuring out how much longer this album has to go and, and that is not, that does not make a top five album.
1: No. Uh, it's just, just too dark of, and
0: dense, I think, is the problem.
1: A, a couple of weird concepts sort of albums that really grabbed me but not enough to make my top five, which is, Techie Techie and Flying Lotus. Um, yep. Both obscure, weird, crazy shit. Um,
0: techie Techie were those uh, uh, Japanese people from Vancouver or something, weren't they?
1: Yeah, and Flying Lotus was like a, like almost like a movie soundtrack sort of thing. Was
0: that the one that was actually made for a Netflix? Um, yeah. Uh, a Netflix. Yep, for a series. Yeah.
1: Had that moody sort of um, atmospheric uh, soundtrack sort of feel. Um, like obviously, I've talked about you know the, the the two Andy Cooper albums this year. I liked both of those. Yeah. Uh, Stoner, quite like that Stoner album. That was a lot of fun. That's that's that's
0: a, that's about sixth or seventh on my list. Uh, that was just a big old fucking just shifting fucking air with huge. Stoned out riffs. Uh, it was like just desert rock, just pure desert rock.
1: Uh, Green Tea Pang. Yeah. Um, I, I think I would definitely. Oh, I like
0: that album. That's that's about that was about my that was that was in my top ten. It might be tenth, but uh, it was in my top ten.
1: I, I think I would definitely check out whatever she does again. I just there was bits of it that I didn't like. So you know, once yeah, well, bits it didn't in-
0: work, but. Yeah, As a piece, it kind of – it worked better as a piece than as, than as individual parts. And if you put it on, it was certainly an album that – as I say, it's in my top ten, and if an album makes my top ten, I would thoroughly endorse it to, for anybody to fucking listen to. It was really great to see – I mean, there was elements of trip-hop there and there was lots of fucking – there was spaced out reggae dub and, and it was lots of fun stuff. It was, it, was re- it was definitely worth the fucking spin.
1: And then three albums that I – Like bits of but not as albums, which was Mad Libs, Sound the Ancestors, Group Loves This Is This, and Balthazar Sand. Yes. Another
0: bunch of Belgians, I think.
1: And the Silk Sonic album. I um, had a bit of a chat, uh, like a a little interaction with Howe from um, Coolism and the Triple J Hip Hop show last night about the Silk Sonic album. And he's like, look, I really like the ideas, but ultimately it's too cheesy. And I think that's... That's yeah. That's a great encapsulation of the Silk Sonic album because, like,
0: yeah, I, I, I heard think the I heard musician my Jones talk about it when it first came out, and, and he kind of said, "Look, it's got it's got a bit too much Bruno Mars and not enough Anderson Park." And I think that Park, was, yeah. that was that's 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 been my. I mean, I tried to put that idea out of my head when I listened to it, but he's fucking right. It, it needed a bit less overproduced cheese and a little bit more fucking um, a little bit more more quirkiness. I think. And more bootsy comments. Um, they should have actually used him instead of instead of just getting him to do a fucking voiceover.
1: Yeah. Look, I, I think if they'd lent into the Look, that the problem with that album is you don't know whether they're being serious or whether they're taking the piss. And if you if it was a bit more if it had five percent more tism in it, do you know it like if you knew that they what were mean? I mean, setting I mean, I themselves up a bit more, then you might
0: but I think like, that, that 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 fucking that stuff inherently is slightly ridiculous. I mean James Brown is inherently ridiculous I mean James Brown is dead and he can't answer for it but yeah
1: anyway that it, it, it just didn't quite work there was a lot of elements there that I liked but it just didn't quite work mm. anyway
0: the soppier end of the end of the fucking spectrum was a little bit too bit like that too now should I do one um, um, yeah
1: do your holiday? yeah yeah I'll,
0: I'll do one. my um so. Um, I had Stoner and I had Green Tea Peng in my in my top 10. Um, Ty Siegel Harmonizer. I, I mean, I'm,
1: oh, yeah, that, that was another one in my, it was, in my it was really,
0: it was a really good and a really interesting. They're certainly pushing the boat out a, a lot more than he did on that Fuzz album that I really liked last year. Um, uh, The Devils, Beast Must Forget Nothing, which was kind of a, you know, fucked up white stripes from southern Italy. Um, that was kind of cool. Um, Glue's album, How Not to Be Happy, only just missed my top five. I really enjoyed that album. It was just dumb, jumping up and down, you know, spider baity, thrash, pop punk, but, uh, uh, with, with elements of, of bits and pieces and grunts and stuff. But it was, uh, I enjoyed the shit out of it. So, wow. And that's kind of it. And then, um, the Warbly Jets album missed my top 10. I'm not disappointed in it. I, I was thinking about maybe we should have a, um, you know, a biggest disappointment of the year, but, um, I don't think Wobbly Jets is mine because although it's nowhere near as "quote unquote" oh good. Sorry.
1: I I know what my biggest disappointment of the year and well, that's the I, Troy Kingi album.
0: Well, yeah, what well, well, we can talk about the, the greatest disappointment of the year? Yeah, I was wondering whether because I was thinking that if it, if Sims didn't make a top five, it'll be Sims. But yeah, the Troy Kingi album, which was okay, but it wasn't. Uh, I can I can see I can see your point. I think mine was probably the um, Royal Bloods disco album.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I was saving that for, for legacy album, but yeah. uh anyway.
0: Yeah um, but the, yeah the, the, the Wobby Jets one album of- they, they tried a bunch of shit. Now I, I respect the fact that in their second album their first album was was brilliant and beautiful. I really, really enjoyed it. But I suspect they tried a bunch of shit that didn't work in their second album, um, which is which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. The, but the yeah. other
1: one that's sort of outside consideration because it's just got so many old songs on it was that Fat Freddy's album, yep. which is yep. definitely one of my top five enjoyable albums of the year. But I just don't think it qualifies. It's a little bit like listening to you know having a greatest hits album in your in your top five. Yeah, is that your um,
0: legacy act? I suppose that's kind of your legacy album of the year. Well, we don't know yet. We have to find out what happened. What your number yeah, one? Yeah,
1: yeah, I guess so. Like I, I think it's sort of off by itself. Yeah, it, it, I really enjoyed it. It was a great album, but I don't think you can call it an original piece of.
0: No, it, it was a, it made more sense as a, as a concert piece when when mm. you saw it as a live production on YouTube. I was like, oh, this makes a lot more sense now um, because you can see the context for it. You can see the fact that you know the, the, they've conceived yeah. it as a light into darkness. The, the the songs that they read, you know, a lot of the um, covers, I suppose, the, the, the self covers were kind of earlier in the day. And the whole thing, the whole thing kind of hung together as, as a piece a little bit better. But, um, but yeah, it, it is hard to put it in to rank it as a, as a, a piece that, you know, wasn't, wasn't original. Um, I suppose my, speaking of New Zealand, old New Zealand bands, I suppose one of my disappointments of the year was, was the Datsun's album. I suppose it was a, it was a top 20 album for me, but there was just a bit too much kind of Pink Floyd wanking about and, and not as much of, of what I, I got into the Datsun's for, which is the rock and roll. Hmm. they'll become more and more of a psychedelic band as, as the years have gone on.
1: Um, there's a few other things I want to talk about, but let's do our number one. Let's do our number one. So, all right. You,
0: Mr. Beasley, your number one album of 2021. Keep in mind, this episode is dropping in fucking February 2022.
1: <laughs> well, this was the first album we listened to this year. This is Aaron Fraser's Introducing, which I, I distinctly remember you sort of going, oh, look, this is a fairly disposable piece of... You know, new soul. Uh, you know, there's some good stuff there, but but like it, it sort of is not going to stick with me. This really stuck with me. I have listened to this album more than any other album this year. If I feel like a pick me up, I put this That's album on. That's because it was the
0: first first album for the playlist. Yeah, but, until I like, actually, I deliberately moved the KLF album. To number one, so it was it was the top icon in the fucking uh, in, the, in the little uh, in the thumbnail thing. Yeah,
1: look, I love this album. This album has grown on me more and more. Um, I, I find the musicianship, I find the writing. There's that girl on the phone. Our uh, track can get cut, please, because I think it's a bit problematic. Um, but I just. I just it just brings me joy. I love listening to this album. And I'll So play- you're saying it's a
0: flawed album. Well, there's
1: just the one track. I, I I just don't and I've listened to this enough that I have listened to the lyrics closely and it's like
0: there's some, Oh, finally you have f- pop- started listening to lyrics closely. Oh, it's about time. It's a time.
1: Well, I had it awful 12 months on this one. So, you know, that's how long
0: it takes. Yeah, that's true. This was Well, I was going to say that um None of the picks that either of us had made up to this point, apart from Tomahawk, had been from the top half of the year. They'd mm. almost exclusively been you know, sort of the back half of the year. Well, the, 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 I
1: actually expected to get sick of this. Like that, that was my... I was like, this is fairly disposable pop, right? Like, it's, it's, it's a really poppy album. And he has that falsetto. Um, but they just never went away i just never got sick of listening to it and in fact the more i listened to it the more i got into it um and i actually think his voice became less of the feature and and the musicianship of this album is spot on like whoever he has got as his backing band nailed this style like you, you, if you're going to do this sort of stuff you got to be you got to be a good musician for it to sound good, and these guys are fucking good.
0: What was the backstory um, with this guy? Um,
1: he'd had a he'd had like a, a soul band with another bloke. Um, I
0: thought there was some the backstory the about the band? production team.
1: Yeah, no, no, he he was um, Duran Jones, and the indication was like a soul like a soul band. Uh, and Dan Allback from the Black Keys oh, did, that was the produ- yep. did the production. No, that's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So, so the, that's why yeah, it had that kind of
0: feel, that kind of very kind of lush '60s soul feel to yeah. it. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and it does. It, but it it has a a depth to it that I don't think even I expected on the first listen. I, I felt like it was fairly shallow music, but I think it's got a lot more depth to it the more you listen to it. So, um, purely on how much how much enjoyment it brought me over the year. Um, especially where I was like, I rocked up going, "Oh, this is great! I'm going to listen to this for a month, and then, and then it's going to burn out. Like, it, I'm going to get sick of this. Looking at it, sick of his falsetto. I'm going to get sick of the the style of it. And I didn't. We went the other way. I I enjoyed it more and more as the year went on. So, good album.
0: And as we pretty, say, the whole point of the exercise is to pick music you like. So, and I, it's I, no, that doesn't necessarily mean just picking. The genre that you liked, you know, when you were twenty-one, mm. and I'm sure, sure no. as hell, if you if you'd played that album to you when you were twenty-one, you'd be like, "Nope, well, good on you, mate. Whatever, fuck yeah. off." Yeah.
1: This is this is not Pearl Jam. is this probably is, what yes. I was when I asked. <laughs> yes.
0: So you know, just because we're listening to stuff that, that we like, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're atro- at- atrophing, atrophing with our um, at- with our selections. Mm. My number one album of the year you is suspect. Zarface.
1: Oh, okay. So here's the interesting thing. That was that was one I was like, oh, this will be either like two or three, or not at all. The so like you would have come back to it and gone, this is not as good. But wow, Hip-hop, you number one. <laughs> See, I had it, I had it,
0: I had it, I had it basically stenciled in as my number five album because I thought, oh yeah, that should be in the top five, but it shouldn't be any higher than top five. But um, it just kept. Rising, it just kept persisting.
1: Wow, this is awesome!
0: And I, I realized that what I loved, well, I kept, I realized that what I loved about it was that it works as an album like every, like it's it's a, there are individual tracks, but the tracks themselves are kind of broken up into bits and the bits kind of flow into each other. And you can only ever listen to it as an album. And I realized that this is the album I've listened to by far the most across the year because it's partly because it's half an hour and also partly because uh, it's got so much difference in light and shade and it's got everything I love about hip-hop. It's got that kind of golden era beat to it. It's got lots of fucking samples and all that sort of stuff. Um, Inspector Deck does a fucking fantastic job. He's carrying MF Doom but MF Doom's doing the giving his fucking last gasps on this album which I have to respect. Um, The production is fantastic. Um, The the content is fucking hilarious. There's all these ridiculous um, wrestling references and and it's all fucking... I mean, I'm not a big superhero comic book guy, but I have to respect the fact that that they've, they've just nailed everything about it. And it's such a fucking... It's such an antithesis of that kind of West Side Gun... Dick swinging, guns and bitches yeah. and hoes and you know, killing killing some guy's girlfriend because he fucking fucked you over in a drug deal. And, you know, it, it's when you when you just transpose it to, you know, I, I, I robbed Iron Man for his suit and you know. I, all this code kind of, you, know, you just transpose it all to being in, in a superhero context. It just works so much better. Yeah. So this is the album that gave me the most joy. It's the album that I've played the most this year. Uh, it's the album that stuck with me the most this year, and it's also a tribute to a—you a, know—a legendary alternative rapper who—who's uh, no longer with us. So, uh, um, Starface collab with MF Doom. Super what?
1: So, l- like I, I mentioned at the start of the the sport podcast, we've been doing this since 2015. If you would said to me in 2015...
0: Doc's going to pick a, um, a uh, Wu-Tang like offshoot a, shoot uh, a, hip-hop, hip-hop album. Hip-hop
1: album. Yeah. <laughs> For number one. And is going to pick a falsetto new, new wave soul... Yeah. Well, like, well, let,
0: let, let's quickly rewind to 2015. Your number one album of the year was Born of the Echoes by Chemical Brothers.
1: Chemical Brothers, that's right.
0: My number one album was, was Fuzz, so it was kind of, you know. Ex- yeah. So it was exactly what you'd expect.
1: Yes. If you out there don't know what that is, I ain't going to tell you. Uh, wow. Good year of music. Um, biggest disappointment?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think to me it was the Raw Blood disco album. Yeah. It was like. I appreciate you trying to do something different, but this isn't it. This ain't it, boys. Uh,
1: it's it's a tie between the Royal Blood and the um, uh, Troy Kingy album. I think the Troy Kingy album, just because I like the other one so much, and yeah. I just was like, he can do no wrong. And then I was like, oh well, I don't really like that style. Yeah, like, he can he can I do
0: stuff. Because st- the thing is, is, that if he's if his whole thing is that he's gonna do a different album in a different style every year, he's yeah. gonna do a style you don't like. That's just, that's just the nature of the piece. And that's pretty much the story with the Royal Blood album, is that it? it's, it's definitely, much in a, definitely in a style that I'm not particularly interested in. Um,
1: uh, a, a little side street thing I think we both liked but doesn't really fit into anything is uh, the Christmas album by, by <laughs> yes. Earthblade, which we both really enjoyed. I, I, res- but- I
0: respect it, um, but I'm not going to give it another yeah. thought until probably about three weeks before Christmas next year.
1: Yeah, which and then it will get smashed in this house, like that is absolutely going to be played yeah. over and over again. It's better Christmas that, than fucking
0: buble and Mariah Carey. I expect. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, what was the worst album you listened to this year? <sighs> I'm going to say Greta Van Vliet, just just because you know I feel like it's my it's my position too. But that that King's album that was fucking awful. That was terrible raps.
1: Man, there's a couple that I, I don't really think the Rufus de Sol album was that good. It's got a couple of oh, good tracks, but
0: Well again we come back to that 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 kind of central theme that's run through this podcast in twenty fifteen. Is it worse to be deeply mediocre or genuinely obnoxious?
1: Um yeah that Greta Van Fleet no. album was pretty bad. Like the the Gentleman's dub club album wasn't bad, but that was another one another where disappointing I was like, one, yeah. Ugh. Um that was another one like the Foo Fighters. I mean, <laughs> the Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters album, was, album was workmanlike.
0: It was, it was look, fine. Look, pr- There were pr- pr- good tracks on the it.
1: Wolf, the the Wolf Mother album was actually pretty. Oh, the, that Nas album was, Nas album was pretty It was
0: shit. kind of pointless, wasn't it? I
1: can't remember. Was the, What do we think of the Darkness album? Was that okay?
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, I remember there was an album that uh, I think it might have been Dog Ears that we listened to and I genuinely said that's the worst thing I've ever listened to. But I have no recollection of it, so my, my brain must have actually oh, pushed it out of, so, out so of so
1: civilization. The, 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 I did. Not I know it was
0: Ice Ages seek shelter. I remember us having a long diatribe about you know that the poor horse that's on the cover, but you know that's animal cruelty to, to for the horse's identity to not be to not be obscured, given that you can recognise the horse that's on the cover of this fucking awful album. I think that was definitely my worst album of the year.
1: There, there was a lot of albums like Sultan and Draft, which like. I should like, I, I should like as a, you know, the concept of yeah. them is what I should like, but I just, just left me cold. Yeah. You didn't really hear this one, but Adam,
0: Adam picked an album by Jacob Collier that was just a whole lot of production waste. Oh, yeah. It was did, just endless yeah, production
1: not, I, I I smashed that album the week after. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking bullshit, man. This is terrible fucking music. I don't care if you think he's an absolute genius. He's like yeah. Jordan Peterson on the fucking- it-
0: yeah, he's trying to show how smart he is by, by you know, and he's like, no, you're, you're just, you're dumb as shit, mate.
1: Yeah, but you can't actually get the basics right. Yeah. Like, you know. Give ugh.
0: us a hook, you can't basically. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Go and listen to some Jungle and fucking Aaron Fraser yeah. and then you'll understand.
0: Well, maybe not Aaron Fraser, but, you know, if you're trying to write baggers, you know, Jungle would yeah. probably be better than Aaron Fraser. Much as I know you have those two flipped the other way around. Um,
1: um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, another good year. I, I, I liked that we did around hundred this year. Yes, um, oh, that, that doesn't
0: count the um, a couple of albums that that you discovered subsequently were twenty twenty albums. So that we we haven't counted the the Prince of Grime. So if we oh, count him it's hundred and one, because the Prince of yeah. Grime was a twenty twenty album that he a twenty twenty EP that he added a bunch of um, extra bits and pieces to and popped 22. out.
1: Look, look that that was okay, but the, the, his creativity with his film.
0: Clip it was made for what, it was made for the football. What that that was a, a love letter to grime, as much, more than a than a twenty twenty one album. It was a love letter to the last twenty years of grime, which uh, is kind of cool. Um, yep. my Joker of the year, Joker slash classic album of the year. I think, like you, I'm going to pick the first album we listened to this year. I'm going to pick the KLFs. Um, whatever that whatever that was Uh, called, the fucking Solar State Logic Volume One or whatever it was, because that that made there was so much joy that 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 collection. Diving back into the KLF and rereading all their incredibly bizarre history and all that kind of stuff. Um, I I think that was a that was really cool, and I do know that some of our listeners dive deep into it too, and you know, and and their little kids listen to a lot of of uh, of KLF now. As a res- probably as a result of, of us highlighting it on the pod, so that's kind of cool. Um,
1: I quite like the Black Keys album. This yeah,
0: year. yeah, it was really good. It was it, if it wasn't a covers album, it probably would be in the discussion for you know top yeah. top twenty at least. I would have thought.
1: Yeah, I think that was my favourite, like pure Joker yep. for this year. Yep. Um, yeah.
0: Speaking All of right. jokers, we're um given that you know the the new music is a little slow coming, we might we might give another give them another week to brew up a few more, uh, and we might pick a couple uh, joker each this week just to give us something to talk about next week on the music show. Uh, what have you got lined up, Bezo, for your joker album?
1: Well, this is a true, true, true joker. Uh, I am going to go with the teachers of peaches by peaches
0: oh shit that um yes i remember who peaches is more
1: uh, like uh, i think of like you know like the concept of lady gaga right yeah you you know like this more art installation than actual musician yeah but i think peaches is more like the down and dirty grimy version of that you you know the in the gutter version of that yes um,
0: there's there's no kind of Madonnaery, you know, pop icon artifice about Peaches. No, she, I mean she remember she did a track with Iggy Pop, and she does feel a little bit like the Iggy Pop of. She can
1: pop. write a fucking banger though, yeah. <laughs> and she can write a fucking really good beat. And I've have only ever sort of listened to the singles of her stuff, and I'm I'm interested to listen to an album to see how it all comes together to see. Like whether it's just a bunch of skits, or, or sort of ideas, or whether it's got a bit more, bit more coherence. So uh, this was two thousand and two, so it's a pretty old album.
0: Yep, um, it's twenty years. It's twenty but- years, baby. Twenty <laughs> it's Twenty years. It's 20, what happened to us? What happened, man? Um, yeah.
1: She 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 has, however, the greatest. Uh, marriage of television, um, cinematography, and music. Like, better than anything Tarantino has done, the way Lettercanny uses her song, Fuck the Pain Away, at a gay wedding is just brilliant. Cannot be matched. Cannot be matched for a a marriage of music and uh, visuals. And you can't... Look, you can't find it on... um, like you can't find that the actual bit on YouTube for some reason. The bit from Letterkenny is on YouTube, but it's put it's uh, set to Seven Nation Army from the White Stripes, which does not work at all. It has to be to this song, and I, I don't know whether it's like her. It's got to be a rights issue, yeah. Her, her, her label or whatever is like, no, no, you can't put that up. But um, yeah, I don't know how you, how I'm gonna get you to to, to look at that marriage of uh, of. Audio and, and visual, but I'll, I'll try and find a way for you to I do I suspect you're not we, um, going to. <laughs> we'll find a way. There's always a way. I mean, there isn't. <laughs> All right, Doc, what do you got?
0: So, this is a, a joker I've held over from last year um, because we were trying to get through as many new albums as we could towards the end of last year. But uh, late last year, the um, I'm not going to say the original lead singer, but kind of the most famous lead singer of Turbo Negro. Um, Hank van Helvetty, he, uh, passed away. He was only 49. Uh, it seems like his, uh, his body gave up from all of the various abuses that he'd, he'd done to it. Um, he was, he was their lead singer for their, for their kind of big period in the late 90s and, and early, uh, early yorts. And, uh, Stafford wrote a really nice piece about, about it in, on his, um, on his Patreon. Uh, which, you know, if you've got access to that, you can go back and have a look at. But, um, yeah, that, that, Negro are ridiculous. A preposterous fucking band. Uh, they kind of they were they were conceived as a parody of um, Norwegian death metal. They said, Oh, we're a death punk band. And and while they're all, you know, all these death metal bands are trying to be as uh, you know as satanic and evil as possible, to be as scary as possible. Um, the dimeneger decided to dress themselves as the as the one thing that's the most terrifying to all norwegian men which is gay dudes so that's why they, they dressed in a very fucking camp uh, fucking um, denim and, and all of that, that lipstick and shit like that so their whole aesthetic is is about fucking taking the piss out of macho bullshit um black metal stuff while simultaneously playing amazing riffs and writing really really incredible songs so uh, I'd like to uh pick my favorite um Turbo Negro album from the period where Hank was the lead singer which is uh, 2005's Party Animals which is Jackass theme song all my friends are dead comes from um it's uh you could pick there's a couple of different uh, Turbo Negro albums you could pick in this space like the they did the a run of three albums across the late 90s early aughts, called uh Apocalypse dudes, Scandinavian, Scandinavian leather, and um, party animals. But I would go for party animals. Um, it's just such a really interesting and coherently structured rock album that touches on, you know, influences from the Stones through to Norwegian black metal. I suppose maybe not quite something that hard, but um, it's it's just it's amazing that a, that a joke band can be so good at writing music. Is, is kind of the, the the interesting thing here. But uh, really, I just wanted to pour a little bit out for Hank because didn't get a chance to do it uh, when he passed away.
1: Right. Well, that's an interesting way to kick off the year. Um, yeah, let's get into it. 2022.
0: 2022, which we're going to celebrate by listening to music from the early awards. Yep. Basically, we um, are Double J. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess Double J would play Peaches. They definitely played Turbo Negro, I think.
0: I don't know. They'd play All My Friends It did. Yeah. Because that was a real, that was their, kind of their breakthrough. Um, yeah. That, for the jackass MTV generation. All mm.
1: right, Doc. I have thoroughly enjoyed this year. Thanks for hanging out with me That's and right. talking tunes. Oh, and we're um, off again.
0: It'll be February by the time this drops. So, uh, yeah. Yep. Right. and and next week we'll pick <laughs> some new albums i mean we we almost picked new albums this week but we, we need we need need to give them a little bit more time to drop a few more new ones
1: we are the opposite of every other fucking uh top top 10 top yeah. 5 list you know spotify none of it- that, that fucking
0: that only listens to your first 6 months of the year
1: yeah look, none of this doing it in november bullshit no. we we like to let it marinate for a while yeah uh, we like
0: to wait until nobody gives a fuck about 2021 and then we it's can be definitive about. Well, they, they you know, then we're not pressured to make it make a sudden decision.
1: That's right. Well, people know that we've actually considered it. Yes. they probably won't agree with us anyway. But that,
0: that, and they're even going to listen to what we said because it's so late in the year.
1: Mm. All right, Doc. I'll, I'll catch you on the flip side. Cheers, folks. See ya. Every hero needs an action figure, and when it's our face, it has to be super. Super what? Super 7! Be sure to grab the brand new Zarface Reaction Retro Figure, available at Super7.com.